Hey, photographers, welcome to the Boca Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm here to help you build a sustainable photography business. That means improving your photo skills, building on your business knowledge, and honing your marketing abilities. But it also means helping you work more efficiently so you don't get burnt out in the long run. We do try to bring the show to you commercial free, so make sure to check out our sponsors, photographersedit.com and Milu, M-I-I-L-U.com. Photographer's Edit is custom photo editing for the professional photographer, and Milu is the simplest way to create and manage timelines and shot lists for the events you're photographing. Again, photographersedit.com and Milu.com. All right, let's get into today's episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back for another Boca Podcast episode, a first a special edition of the Boca Podcast episode. We're doing these series of brand position consultations, and I'm privileged to have Julie Guile on the line, on the call, if you will, today with us. Thanks for hanging out with me, Julie. Absolutely. Thank you, Nathan. Your podcast has definitely kept me company on my photography journey, so it's an honor to be with you here today. Ah, well, that, that means a lot. Thank you. We're, yeah. we're I'm trying to continue to, to pump out content that will hopefully in some way add value and that's largely the goal today is even if we don't land on an exact brand position for you, I want to at least help you move in the right direction. And I think with the conversation that we're going to have today, a bit of the market research that I've done, just looking at your brand as it is, we may end up landing in a really great place regardless. And of course, thank you for letting our listeners come along and kind of learn through this process as well. I think that's going to be really valuable for them. Sure. I'm looking forward to it. And for everybody listening, and a couple, couple of uh, housekeeping notes, if you will. First of all, the Boca podcast is about helping photographers build sustainable businesses. And part of that, of course, is figuring out efficient ways to market. Brand position is one of the most important pieces, I think, of the marketing puzzle. And yet it's not discussed a whole lot in the industry. And so just to give a little bit of context to what brand position even is, first of all, the definition of brand position is the value proposition our business brings to the market. And of course, a brand position is most effective when there's when it's a unique value proposition in that we are communicating an idea and ultimately offering a service that is unique to the marketplace. There are four benefits of a clear and distinct brand position. Number one, it enables potential clients to immediately know our unique value proposition. Number two, it filters irrelevant potential clients. They land on the site, they see that clear brand position statement. They know if they're a fit or not. They stay and they look. They uh, ultimately explore their curiosity, shall we say, or they go elsewhere because they know it's not the right fit. Um, the third benefit is that it simplifies and focuses marketing efforts because we're not juggling multiple messages. We're focusing on one primary message. It simplifies our marketing efforts. And then the fourth benefit is that it does encourage better time management because yet again, we're not juggling multiple messages. Everything that we do is ultimately going to be focused on supporting this brand position in the marketplace. And we'll talk about effective ways to establish a clear and communicate a clear and distinct brand position a little bit later. But Julie, what market are you currently based in? I am based in the Green Bay, Wisconsin area, Northeast Wisconsin. Okay. And what's the vibe that you get from, I mean, is that marketplace such that photographers hang out together quite a bit? Is everybody kind of to themselves? What's it like? We have a pretty active Tuesdays together type community and but otherwise I think photographers pretty much keep to themselves. Do they? Okay. Yes. I know it kind of it can kind of vary from location to location in the country. When I started in wedding photography back in let's see it was 2001 and early 2000s kind of as I began to build my business with my partner at the time there was there was a kind of a closed-mindedness to the idea of 
community over competition, which has become so much more popular. Of course, a reflection of the Rising Tide Society and Tuesdays Together that you alluded to. And I know that much of the country is more open to the idea of openness and sharing and community, but that's not necessarily always the case. And it's important to consider, too, in the process of establishing a brand position, how effectively we can position ourselves against the so-called competition, uh, to be aware of how the market behaves, to be aware of the services the market's offering. And we'll get into a little bit more of what Julie's market looks like here in just a second. But what type of photography do you currently tell potential clients that you specialize in if you do it all? I specialize in brand photography. Okay. So, and what does that conversation usually sound like right now? And does it usually happen via email or in person or some combination of the above? It usually happens via email and also phone conversation and then in person as well. I have a lot of in-person meets and networking with people, okay. um, business owners. But yeah, so it's it's basically impactful photographic marketing involving brand strategy and brand photography. So it's people, products, personalities, all things associated with brands. And I was going to actually ask you about that. So and, and my next question had to do with the, the type of photographic services that you're currently selling most. Uh, it centers around brands. I notice in the portfolio of your site, for everybody listening in, if you want to go to Julie M, Ju- Julie spelled J-U-L-I-E, and then the letter M, and then Guile Photography, G-I-L-E, photography.com. You can see Julie's site. But under portfolio, there's personal branding, product, interior, food, and drink. Is this all under the guise of telling a brand story or does it kind of vary from genre to genre? It's all under the guise of the brand story. Yes. Connecting the brand story. Interesting. Okay. And what percentage of the time would you say you allocate to each of those four that we see there on the site, personal branding, product, interior, food, and drink? Ooh, that's a good question. I would say personal branding, probably 50%. Okay. That's probably the lion's share. And then I'd say the food and drink, interior and products makes up the the rest of the 50%. Interesting. Okay. Pretty and, equally. and the reason I was asking is, and we'll kind of get into this a little bit more when we begin to talk about possibilities for a brand position statement. But if, if the focus is on telling a brand story um, and you're doing that with each of these, I wonder if the wording at the very least, the wording of the, the portfolio or the sub segments of the portfolio there, we might adjust them just a little bit to make a little bit more sense because you're not just doing branding for an individual. You're also doing branding for a product company, an interior company. You're doing branding for food and drink companies, restaurants, mm-hmm. potentially. Um, so I wonder if there's an opportunity maybe to, to adjust the copy there. We can talk about that in a little bit uh, more detail in just a bit. When it comes to personal branding, is are these for, say, YouTubers, bloggers? What, what type of individuals are you doing that personal branding photography for? A lot of entrepreneurs, people that own their own businesses, be it online businesses, be it brick and mortar businesses, but something where their personality is a huge factor in the business. Huh. Okay. That makes sense. And what would you say currently makes your photography brand or technique unique to your local market if there's anything in particular that stands out? Well, first of all, I'm the only photographer, at least that I'm aware of in this area, that specializes just in brand photography. So that is important. And also, I really dig deep into the brand strategy with my clients. It's not just we're coming, you're bringing your laptop, we're taking pictures of you with a cup of coffee. It's we dig in. There's a whole consultation before our photography session that goes into you know, your why, I mean, really understanding the why that you started this business, where your passion comes from as a business owner 
And then how do we tell that story? How do we connect that story so you can actually connect with your ideal audience? We talk about what platforms you connect with your audience on and why you choose those platforms. And then I target my shooting and create my shot list based on those factors because every single person is different. That's interesting. Okay. So you said brand strategist. It was a phrase that I just noted, which is pretty interesting because there was actually a word strategy that I wrote down earlier as I was doing a bit of prep for our conversation. So that, that might tie in really beautifully. We'll come back to that. When you are looking at helping these individuals, these companies, these brands develop a strategy around telling their brand story, what would you say are the top two or three pain points for these target customers? For the clients that I work with? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. But what are the things that they struggle with the most that you ultimately help them solve through the, the brand photography that you offer? I think they're very scared and very uh, nervous about telling their personal story. They're, te- they're nervous about telling the personal side of their story because I think people are nervous about how personal they should get. Um, but when you talk about doing sales for your business, people don't like doing sale. A lot of people are intimidated about doing sales. But when you come from a place of passion and heart and why you're actually not selling, you're really helping people. And this is, uh, this is where we kind of dig into on my brand strategy. Uh, what is it that makes you passionate about what you do? And then let's connect on those pieces. So you, you actually are impacting people on a level that doesn't feel like sales. You're, you're actually helping people. So these stories are the ones that people seem to be really afraid to embrace. And why do you think that they're afraid of that? I think it's vulnerable and I think it's personal, but so many entrepreneurs, that's where, that's where, that's why they made the move into their own business. It's because something personal happened to shake things up, to make things different. They couldn't do the nine to five anymore. They want to start their own business. There's some reason that happens there. And that, that piece is really interesting to me. I try to really find fine-tune what that piece is because that's what makes everybody's story different do, they, do you think that they they feel like if they share that personal story it's going to somehow come across as unprofessional what's the actual fear do you think in sharing that personal story unprofessional yeah i think vulnerable is another one just that they're putting something out there that they don't normally share with the public right and i think people also think who's going to care about that Ah. And it takes some like nurturing to say that is why you're different than going to Home Depot to buy something. That is why you're different. It's because people understand your story. I'm curious, actually, and I don't want to, to go too far down this rabbit hole, but it's an interesting point of conversation for me. And something that we end up touching on or have touched on quite a bit on the podcast in general. What do you think the balance is between telling your story and kind of airing your dirty laundry or airing your complaints or just going like kind of rambling on and on and on to the extent that it then takes away from the focus of ultimately adding value to the client. How do you, how do you balance those two things? Because it seems like in our culture, we tend to overshare now and photographers have a tendency of really truly oversharing or or just writing too much copy on their website about themselves. And it seems to distract from the primary focus, which is communicating or should be the primary focus, which is communicating how we add value to the client's life. Ah, that's a great question. So what I talk with my clients about a lot is we don't want to focus on the pain. We don't want to focus on the darkness. We want to focus on the change. We want to focus on what made you rise back up. What did, what made you change into something different? So you're focusing on the energy that pulled you out of this, not the, not the darkness that kept you in. 
So we're not going to talk about our struggles and we're not going to talk about like the pain and all the like tough stuff. We're going to talk about the positive things that happen on the other side of it. Okay. That makes sense. And yeah. do you, do you make a recommendation to them as to how much to, how much of that copy to even put on their website? Because, you know, for example, like I've been to countless photographers websites and sometimes you go to the about section and it's just paragraphs and paragraphs about themselves. Um, sometimes this is put on the homepage as they're scrolling down. There's an opportunity to try to convert this client again to effectively communicate how they're going to add value to their life. And instead they're spending five minutes reading through this paragraphs of information about the photographer, which is ultimately in, I feel like in many ways irrelevant. There's, there's something to be said for empathizing with and relating to a potential client. But then at some point that client's no longer interested in continuing to read about, you know, the, the endless story of this particular photographer. So where's the balance there? Do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think in the website, especially you keep it focused on the change and how the change will benefit you to benefit them. Okay. And if the client really wants to go deeper into that, like say, for example, some of my clients are passionate about donating to a cause, for example, that, you know, a certain percentage of their sales will go to benefit a cause like, you know, mental health or, you know, child loss or something like that, then they can maybe talk about that more in depth on an email to their email list or something of that nature if they wanted to get more personal. But someplace like a professional website wouldn't be the place to do that. That makes sense. And that's actually a great suggestion, whether you're following up with an email in a newsletter that goes out to all your clients or potentially an email series that you send to somebody after they sign up. Um, potentially doing it on the blog, but not making it front and center there on the on the website. And I, I think that's a great compromise because I never want to minimize the significance of being personal with our clients. I've never meant to suggest that on the podcast. I just am concerned that there is so much time spent talking about ourselves as photographers um, that it's ultimately, it could be potentially off-putting, but ultimately distract from the primary purpose, which is to, to communicate to that client how we can add value to their life. I'm not talking about our life constantly, um, I think that's a really nice balance. So thanks for letting me follow that tangent sure. and making that suggestion. I think that's a really great balance and not something I've heard from any of our guests. It's a really, really, really nice suggestion. But let me get back to the questions about your brand. So, um, you know, one of the things that that I've talked about with regards to brand position, I think it's important to, in some way, in fact, this is a reflection of what you do as a photographer with the brands that you photograph, but it's important that our brand position ultimately is a reflection, uh, at least in many cases, of who we are as individuals and more specifically our story, as, as you also have alluded to. Um, I'm curious, and, and the reason for this, just to give context to our listeners, is that if we build a brand position, effective brand position, ultimately everything we do in business is going to be geared towards supporting that brand position. And so that that message and that goal ultimately should be quite meaningful to us and it'll help minimize burnout. It'll help us be excited about waking up every day and going in and ultimately fulfilling that service. So to that point, I'm curious, Julie, what are the the main reasons why you started and run a photography business? I love the creative immersion. I really, really love it. Um, And actually, when I was three months pregnant with my second son, my mom was dying of cancer and she was living in our house. It was a very, very difficult time for me. And I didn't know how to how to get through that. And I Hmm. that's when I picked up a camera And I started realizing that I could keep her story. And that just lit a fire in me to start telling stories with the camera. And I loved it. And I felt like I could do something and be productive. I felt like I could have something to show my children after my mother passed. I felt like I could still breathe. The creativity just, you know, lit a fire underneath me, inside me that I felt like it was like a snorkel 
that I could breathe above water again. And um, it's just become a passion of mine. And then I, I mentioned um, in our notes to the Simon Sinek book, Start With Why, yeah. was an incredible game changer for me because I was sort of floundering around with all those ideas before I read the book. And then uh, after I read it, I thought, well, this is this is it. It's this it's storytelling. Huh. Creative immersion. And, yes. and you're really ultimately helping them do that same thing, too, by walking them through the process of helping them remember or even ultimately determine, be clear about what it was that motivated them to start the business. What's the story behind that brand? Yes, so cre exactly. creative immersion. What I know that you, I think there were one or two others that you had alluded to. What are those? Creative immersion. And I really love when people see pictures of themselves doing what it is they're passionate about. And they say, that feels hmm. like me. That feels like me. Because a lot of times it's the first time people actually see pictures of themselves uh, creating yeah. or, you know, right in the spark of what they love. And they look back at these pictures and they're just amazed. And then all of a sudden everything changes for them. They start looking at their brand different. They start looking at their messaging different. They mm. start looking at how they connect with people differently. They start looking at how they how they speak with their audience. They start looking at everything differently because they're, they're all of a sudden seeing that spark in themselves again. It got lost in, you know, doing the taxes and wearing all the hats and, you know, having to write all the blogs and do all the things and be so immersed in, in running a business. They see that creative spark in them again. It changes. Huh. That's, that's interesting. That's actually, my favorite part. I, it yes. reminds me, I, I, somebody photographed me a couple of years ago, uh, doing a podcast interview and I don't know that it was even expected. They were just kind of doing it on the side and I got to see that afterwards and it, it really was actually quite fun to see that. I've been at that point probably recording already for, I don't know, maybe a year and a half to two years or so. And to be able to see someone else's pers perspective on the, on the outside was pretty fascinating actually. And it, and it really can be encouraging and exciting like you're talking about. Yeah. And when you're in the thick of it, and Nathan, you understand this, when you're in the thick of your creative zone, like you're definitely feeling it. But when you actually see a picture of it, it's just, it's kind of amazing and really inspiring in a whole different level. Yeah. Huh. That's okay. That's cool. So creative immersion, seeing, helping the, the individual, the business owner see themselves in the brand or doing what they do best. That That's exciting. And then the other thing you had mentioned to me actually ahead of the interview was that you just love connecting with people too, how is this, and maybe it's kind of obvious, but how is this an outlet for you to be able to effectively connect with other people? The stories, I just, the stories that come out when we are doing these shoots, it's, it's amazing. And I love that people trust me with their story. Hmm. And sometimes they come with a piece of a story that they don't necessarily want to tell and they don't want it photographed, but it's a, it's like a gorilla on their back. You know, it's weighing them down in some way. And then we start talking about the story and then all of a sudden you get the natural expressions and then all of a sudden you get the engagement and all of a sudden they're speaking to just something bigger than themselves again, something that was lost somehow in the journey of being a business owner and being bogged down with so many other things. It really invigorates, it invigorates people. I, I see it. It's amazing. I, I was making a note here as, as you were talking bigger that this idea of something bigger than themselves there's an opportunity for you to collaborate with them to share that idea that's bigger than themselves. And that's really powerful too. We may have to come back to that. That's interesting. Well, yes. I, I want to actually, I made some notes um, of your competitors in the Green Bay market. In fact, I did a Google search for brand photography, Green Bay, Wisconsin. And I just wanted to to share a few and there actually there aren't that many, especially not many that are actually relevant to brand photography 
when I did that search in that area. So first of all, you're in a great place because you don't have a ton of competition. You already pointed that out. Um, but it, I, that was confirmed even just doing a, a quick search first three pages of uh, Google results, doing that search brand photography, Green Bay, Wisconsin. I have to add a side note, which I don't think I've had the opportunity to do with any of the other guests that I've had on for these consultations. You're actually on the first page, the first page of the results, the Google results. You, you popped up in that search result, which is pretty great. So have you done some work in awesome. SEO? I have recently. Yes. Well, props to you. And, and you're there. I mean, that, that's really exciting. So you're already <laughs> easily accessible by somebody who's looking for a brand photographer. Of course, the goal now is to refine that brand position message and make it, uh, I guess, more easily visible. And we'll talk about small changes you might be able to make to your site for that purpose later on. But putting that that brand message front and center when they land on your website and there's an opportunity here to really just kind of run away from the the so-called competition, the little bit that you have, which is pretty cool. But again, to give further context to the conversation and make sure that the messaging that we're working on does stand out from the rest, here are some of the so-called brand positions. And these are not necessarily positions that were front and center. In some cases, I may have to scroll down the website a little bit or, or look in a paragraph of text. Uh, but here are just a few that came up. Green Bay newborn family and portrait photographer, which is kind of interesting that I'm doing a Google search for brand photography, and that's the, the website that came up. But nonetheless, uh, another one was vibrant photography in uh, Drop County in Green Bay. Another said luxury Green Bay photography. Um, and then on another page on that same site, it, it actually said professional. They had a different section, um, and it said professional headshot in branding photography. Uh, another said photographer and small business educator. Another website said redefine your brand through modern imagery. Uh, so there's an allusion there to brand photography, redefining a brand, which is at least something to kind of keep in the back of your mind, understanding that there is somebody who's messaging in regards to brand photography. Another said Green Bay photographer and videographer. Uh, and then the the very common or very typical everlasting, intimate, genuine, those three words that are that they're trying to use to represent their brand. Nothing alluding to brand photography, of course. Another one said wedding and portrait photographer, dog rescuer and parks and rec addict. It's kind of an interesting <laughs> brand position of sorts. Um, another said photographer for the laid back, modern, adventurous duo. Another said stories that bring results. Now, this, I think, was the strongest of all the messages that I saw as it relates to branding specifically, it's a bit vague stories that bring results, what kind of results you want to speak very, you know, the, the thing about brand position statements, you might think, or our listeners might think that in order to come up with a really great brand position statement, it's got to be this really fancy, eloquent, articulate uh, statement. And that's not necessarily the case. In most cases, in fact, we want to use words that are easily recognizable, easily searchable, or being searched on Google. And words that are ultimately resonant with our potential clients. We don't want to use words that are specific to the photography industry, for example. So stories that bring results is pretty, it's the most powerful that I saw and the results that I, that I looked up uh, or that I was able to find, but it's still a bit vague. So there's an opportunity for you to come up with a much more distinct position that communicates exactly the value that you're bringing to those potential clients. Further on on that site, it said, I help people create and communicate more effectively so they can reach their business goals. So there was some elaboration on it, but not until later on. And then um, the last result, we specialize in creative storytelling and brand building through compelling visual mediums. So I guess all told, I mean, of the you know 20 websites or so that came up, organic search results, there were three results that actually alluded to any kind of brand photography. Okay. Now, just hearing those brand positions, any initial thoughts as you're trying to work on crafting your own? 
Uh, I think the creative storytelling one and the stories that bring results, the, that, that's interesting. Bringing results is an interesting um, a piece to that because it actually talks about, you know, getting something specific for your client. Yeah. So I guess, and this would be really quite relevant to our effort at refining your brand position statement. What are the actual, if you were to list, say the top two or three results that you would want for your clients? And in many ways, this would play to the earlier conversation about pain points. If, if these are the pain points, what is the opposite of those pain points? Or what are the benefits that you could potentially bring to solve those pain points? But what would you say those results would be top two or three? Top two or three would be being able to connect their story with their ideal client. That would be number one. And number two would be feeling more confident in in putting their story out there, putting their message out there. Hmm. Okay. Not feeling like you're just spattering a bunch of information about your business just like everybody else, but feeling like 100% confident that your message and your story is authentic and you want it to land. You're ready for it to land. Interesting. Okay. Confidence. I mean, that, that keeps coming up. So underlining that here is I'm taking some notes and then connecting the story with the ideal client. Now, if I go to your website currently on the homepage, um, got this, this great picture of you there kind of in the header. And I scroll down Mm -hmm. just a little bit and there's a statement, this is under the fold, but it says impactful photographic marketing to make your brand story connect. And so when you say make your brand story connect, you're talking about connecting with the end client for that particular brand or that business, right? Right. And it's, I, by the way, I really love how you elaborate on what that process looks like. There's a button right underneath for those of you listening in, I'm just going to color commentate here, but right underneath there, there's a button that says discover how it works. And I click on that and it takes me to a separate page, um, which in the navigation is entitled shoot info. And there's, there's actually, there are a number of thumbnails just kind of showing examples of the work, but then there's these, there these three steps, discovery, styling, and photography. So the first is discovery schedule a complimentary phone consultation to review all your details we'll talk about your brand and what service is right for your goals Um, can you elaborate just a little bit on that step what does that process look like so we're just talking generally on the phone about what that client is looking for what their struggle what their pain point is what type of social media they're using what kind of product they're looking to connect or service they're looking to connect and where they need help if they if maybe some people are just looking for a brand consultation at this point some people are just looking for some brand strategy help some people are looking for both brand strategy help and photography and some people are looking for you know monthly support to get content rolling Um, other people are looking for i want my next six eight twelve months of blog posts i want all my Hmm. content shot for the blog posts okay in advance so we shoot you know we we prepare a shoot for that um, so just kind of finding out what it is that you need and how deep we need to dive into the why. And are you doing any of the work beyond photography? Is, pho- is photography your exclusive focus in, in these in this process? Or are you helping them with copy? Are you helping them with you know, blog writing or anything else? I don't assist with any blog writing or anything like that. It's just the strategy that goes into creating the photography and how to use it. That'll support their goals. Okay, that makes sense. Right, right. And then the the second step is styling. And under the picture, it says mindful planning with your targeted goals in mind, which is is brilliant. It's something that all of us as business owners need to make sure that we're doing. Um, And then it says from wardrobe consultations and location scouting to flat lays, mood boards, I design the look and feel of your photo. And are you also sitting, are you sitting down with them in person at that point and, and going over these ideas, storyboarding, et cetera? 
sometimes we do it in person. Lately, we've been doing it uh, over Zoom and right. with, you know, maybe collaborative boards and things like that online. Yes. Huh. Okay. We create a shot list, uh, everything, create locations, wardrobe, everything is created and prepared in advance. We talk about what type of platform we're shooting for, what type of blogs we're shooting for. Everything's planned and created in advance. Well, I was just thinking as you're talking how intentional this process is, and it's not so ironic that in that third section under photography, it says intentional and targeted photography to bring out your very best. Um, I, I haven't, I've talked to a number of brand photographers and I haven't heard this kind of intentionality behind the way that they approach the session. Um, maybe they just simply weren't communicating it, but I, I love how intentional and how detailed ultimately you are in this process of planning with them and how strategic you are in that planning process. I think I, I can only imagine that the finished product uh, turns out beautifully. And, and speaking of actually, for those of you listening in, you're going to want to go to JM Guile Photography, just the letters JM and then Guile, G-I-L-E Photography on Instagram. And you can see um, just this beautiful work that Julie is producing. It's really, really lovely stuff, Julie. Thank you so much. It it means a lot to me, but it really means a tremendous amount to me when my client uses the photos. I mean, I think a lot of times photographers can take great pictures. They take a lot of, you know, the standard like, oh, I have my shot list for every time I <laughs> yeah. do a brand photo shoot, but that that doesn't help my client. And I've I've done that too. I've paid for a brand photo shoot and gone and got a whole bunch of great pictures. And then I'm like, but what, it, what am I going to use these for? You know, that's, that's where the intentional comes into it. I want, I want this planned ahead. We are shooting for what your intention is for who you intend to connect with and, and what you're intending to use these photos for, you know, cause you know, shooting for Facebook is different than shooting for Instagram, different than shooting for, you know, LinkedIn, all those things are different. And then shooting for a blog is even different on top of that. If you need a header for the top of your website, that's going to be shot in a different way. I mean, you, I think it's really important to find that stuff all out in advance so you get exactly what you need. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there again is that intentionality, which is, it's so important. I mean, it, it's something that gets lost. And, and yet again, I find myself kind of following this tangent, but I think it's an important point to remind all of us of, and, and I appreciate Julie's example here, which is we need to be intentional in the way that we run our business. It's very, and I was guilty of it, it's very easy to just kind of jump in, you dive in, and I get that part. It's kind of fun and exciting even. You just dive in and go for it. But if if there is a lack of intentionality, a lack of clarity about our goals, what I allude to is the big picture view, then what we do on a day-to-day basis tends to be a bit haphazard in nature. And certainly anytime we want to do something like schedule a, a brand shoot, for example, w- the finished product is not going to be as impactful because we weren't clear ourselves, which means that we couldn't effectively communicate to that photographer what we're looking for. And this is, of course, one small example of how this can play out. But if we're not clear and intentional about what it is we want out of our personal life, and then ultimately as a result out of our business, our day-to-day existence as business owners is going to be a bit haphazard in nature. And that will affect the um, ultimately, I guess, the success of our business, at least to an extent. And so I think it's important that we take the time to be clear about that thing. And I love that you're helping other business owners do that. Maybe we can even do a whole different episode and have you come back on as a, as a, as a consult for all of our listeners when it comes to um, being clear about their brand. I think that might be really impactful. But um, let, let's talk yeah, just a, a little bit about possible brand positions here. Now, would you say that it's most important to communicate the significance of telling the brand's story? Or I mean, does, do we need to somehow work into that position statement, helping them ultimately sell to their clients? I know you talk about connection right now in your, in your current position statement, but what's the, the biggest priority to you? When I'm working with a client, the biggest priority is to show what their story is 
and the and what's come out of that story is something that will benefit their client. So the special set of knowledge, special set of tools, special set of experience that they've gained from coming through that story will now help their client. Hmm. That's the goal. Okay. I'm wondering if there might be an opportunity here to have a position statement with some subtext to go along with it to support the idea. Um, because we always want brevity, simplicity, ultimately to be concise in that initial statement. We want it short because it doesn't take very long to read. So, you know, somebody lands on the homepage of our site, the, the moment they land there, they see a beautiful image and they see the position statement to go to it. And that all happens within the span of, you know, maybe a couple of seconds. And because we know that, that most people's attention span these days is, is quite short. Sure. So we want to be concise and that's really important. But then building on the idea, potentially adding copy for the sake of SEO as well, not a bad idea either. And so I'm just thinking about the priority when it comes to the story versus what that story ultimately does for the end client. It seems like that the focus on story is important. You mentioned the word strategy earlier. So potentially weaving that into the position statement uh, might be important as well. Before we get into suggestions, I, I want to just give a little bit of context to our listeners. When we're looking for ways to establish a clear and distinct brand position, there are at least four that I want to suggest if you're working on your brand position that you can consider. Um, the one is, is the first idea uh, or first way I should say is to be the first to own a position. Now, had there literally not been anybody else in in the Green Bay market talking about brand photography, there would have been an opportunity for Julie to come out here and say, I am Green Bay's brand photographer. And it's a little bit of a gutsy move. And you really have to like truly back it up um, if you're going to make a bold statement like that and, and be that photographer. Uh, in this case, that opportunity doesn't present itself. And in most cases, especially for wedding photographers or portrait photographers, it's going to be a bit of a, a challenge to do to do that. But it is certainly a way. It's an opportunity. And you can begin by looking for that opportunity. The second way to establish a clear and distinct brand position is to offer a service that doesn't exist. Um, and in some ways, the first and second kind of go hand in hand. Um, in this case, brand photography does exist in the market. There might be an opportunity to offer a variation on a particular service. And that's the third way to establish a clear and distinct brand position is a variation of a service. So for example, um, in Chattanooga, the area that I live in, if I wanted to start a wedding photography business again, I might um, create uh, a brand position statement, which is black and white wedding photography uh, for the Chattanooga market. So I speak to the location that I'm in, but black and white photography is a variation uh, on wedding photography, black and white wedding photography. Uh, and that would be the, that would be an example of a variation on a service that we might be able to to offer. Um, and then the fourth way to establish a clear and distinct brand position is to name a target market. Now I did that with the location a second ago, and many times that's really all you see from photographers. They'll they'll state the genre, and then the location that they're offering that particular genre of photography in. But my suggestion would be to name a particular target market. And uh, for example, if I was in Chattanooga, I would say I'm a black and white wedding photographer for skateboarders, just as an example. So I'm suggesting the variation of the service that I offer that's unique. And then I'm naming a particular sub-segment of the local market. Now, ultimately, that mark, that sub-segment has to be large enough to support whatever your financial goals are as a business owner. But that's another way to, to establish a clear and distinct brand position. Now, what's interesting, Julie, to go back to that idea of being the first to own a position, nobody seems to be clearly establishing themselves as the brand photographer in Green Bay. And, and really, we need to add, a, I guess, a fifth variation here, or a fifth way to establish a clear and distinct brand position. And it kind of plays on this idea. There are a couple of photographers that are at least alluding to brand photography. 
But the other way yes. to, to create some distinction would be to offer um, or to, to, to present a different message or a unique message. Um, and so while you have a, uh, while you are a brand photographer, um, the particular sub-segment of the market that you are marketing to are those who are most concerned about story. And so you're going yes. to be speaking to the significance of story in this case. And so I, I jotted down a couple of p- possibilities as far as position statements. And I'd love to kind of get your thoughts on this. And maybe we can massage them just a little bit and, and, and uh, potentially refine them. Uh, but what, one that I wrote down was, I help you tell your brand's story through photography. Now, I, I said earlier, these don't have to be fancy. The words don't have to be fancy. And in fact, we want them to be as straightforward as possible, minimize the, the arbitrary nature of some of the words that we use in our photography industry and speak directly to the pain point of our potential client or speak directly to the benefit that we bring to their life. So I help you tell your brand's story through photography. And we're speaking to the significance of story there, um, not just simply brand photography. And that's one p- potential position. What you might do is to add some subtext there and saying, referencing, excuse me, uh, strategic photographs. I, I really like the word strategy or strategic here. Mm-hmm. And so I help you tell your brand story through, you could even say through st- strategic photographs or through strategic photography. Um, and that would sum it all up. You wouldn't even need the subtext at that point. Um, mm-hmm. Or you could say, I help you tell your brand story through photography. The subtext would be strategic brand photography for the Green Bay market as, as potential subtext. The other way that you could add some variation to this would be just to come up with a different des- descriptive word or adjective, delightful, vivid, impactful, strategic was another one. You could even kind of mix the words around a little bit and say just delightful photographs that tell the story of your brand. And that's what, what uh, Julie M. Guile or Julie Guile photography represents is mm-hmm. delightful photographs that tell the story of your brand. Um, you could say something as simple as helping you tell your story, your brand's story through, and then again, add that descriptive word and then photographs. Um, mm-hmm. but, but nobody is speaking to the significance of story in this particular way. And I think a really simple statement like this could be really impactful. Again, sitting above the fold on your website. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely like strategic because I think that's a huge key. And I think that speaks to a lot of people that have, you know, to think that this is a big overwhelming time issue or it's going to take a lot of effort to do. I mean, that the fact that there's strategy involved in it to me means that it's going to be worth my time. You know, it's not just going to be shooting photos if there's actual strategy involved in it. Like I feel like it's going to be worth the time and investment. Um, I do really like the word connect because I love connection and I think my goal also with the photography is to connect the story. So I'm wondering about switching out the word tell and using connect. I help you connect your brand story through strategic photography. Yeah. And it's interesting you bring that up. So I understand the significant, excuse me, significance of connection. I understand the importance of that to you. The question would still be, and this is where I push back on a lot of the, the copy that photographers put on their website is while that idea might be significant to you, how important is it to your potential client. So these brands that are wanting brand photography, do they want to connect with their client? Do they simply want to share the value that their brand offers? What is the most important thing to them? And and then as a result, is that word going to be resonant with them? Have you had some of these conversations with your, your clients? I have. Yeah. I think connection is, is probably something that I initiate the conversation on, not them. That is true. 
Well, and, and it, not not to minimize its significance by any means. Um, I just want to make sure that with the limited space that we have, um, kind of the, the self-enforced limited space, if you will, or limited number of words that we have, that we're focusing on the most important concepts to your potential clients, A, B, just simply and clearly communicating what service it is that you offer. So if I go back and look through these brand positions that we mentioned earlier from some of your uh, some of your competitors, the one, one of them that stood out was we specialize in creative storytelling and brand building through compelling visual mediums. That's kind of a general statement. We're not, they're not actually referencing telling the brand's story. We don't know what creative story actually means. It's kind of vague. Um, so I still think there's an opportunity to play in the idea of story. Let's see. The other one was uh, redefine your brand through modern imagery. There's no mention of story there. I'm just making notes here as um, as I'm looking at these others, I'm trying to think if there's others. There was one other stories that bring results. Yeah. Uh, which again is kind of vague. It doesn't reference brand photography. They later say, I help people create and communicate more effectively so they can reach their business goals. Uh, this particular person, though, I think is not just a photographer, but also a blogger. It was, it was, I was a little bit unsure actually as to what their brand exactly represented. So I'm not sure they're your direct competitor anyway. Okay. So if I come back to some of the statements that, that I, or suggestions that I just made, trying to think of how we can weave the idea of connection in there and then the idea of strategy as well. So j- just to read them off one more time, I help you tell your brand's story through photography. I help tell your brand's story with delightful photographs. And again, we can switch out this, the descriptive, the adjective uh, there, delightful, vivid, impactful, strategic. Um, I, I like the simplicity of I help tell your brand's story with strategic photographs. And, uh, and then, you know, the subtext could be something like impactful imagery to help convert your next client or to book your next client. Ooh, I like that. Um, as subtext. So you've got mm-hmm. the, the primary position statement that's in big font, bold, it's easily legible. And then the subtext underneath just to expound on the idea a little bit. Um, yeah, you might do something I like, like that. that. I like impactful. I like that too. Okay. And yeah, I'm, I'll, actually note that here as we're talking. And then the other two, just to, to rehash them, delightful photographs that tell the story of your brand, helping you. And by the way, when delightful sounds, first of all, it's not a word that I see a lot of photographers use. You know, joyful for whatever reason has been um, one that's been very, very commonplace for the last two or three years. And I'm not sure where that's come from, but uh, a lot of times wedding photographers in particular will talk about they, how they like to photograph joyful couples, which it just seems kind of odd to me because I, I mean, what <laughs> what wedding couple is not going to be excited about their wedding day? It seems kind of obvious, but um, delightful photographs communicate this idea of being bright and exciting and happy. And when I look through your Instagram account, I, r- I wrote that word down earlier, but then I was looking through your Instagram account and I'm like, oh, you know, this this actually delightful is a word that really effectively represents the, photo- the photographic style that you present. It is bright, it's cheerful. The, the people in the images are are happy. And I really like that as a word, partially because it's quite descriptive, but it also is a great reflection of your brand. And it's not a word that a lot of the other photographers are using. So it's another possibility. Interesting. Thank you. That's a, that's a very interesting read. And then helping you tell your brand's story through photographs. It, it, it's a basically a variation of what we said earlier. I help tell your brand's story with uh, delightful photographs or strategic photographs. It, of all of those four, so far, it seems like I help tell your brand's story with strategic photographs was one that stood out most to you? Yes, I like that one a lot. And then maybe the subtext with impactful imagery to book your next client. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. that a lot. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think for the time being, we've we've landed in a good place. And maybe, you know, after our conversation today, I can continue to help 
refine that wording as, as you get ready to put that up on your website. The only suggestion that I would make um, with regards to your website or primary suggestion would be to make sure that you then put that message up front and center, or not necessarily literally center, but up where they can see it above the fold. So right now, that position statement you have is underneath the fold. They have to scroll down to see it. I would either you know, potentially even crop the image that you have in such a way right now or, or even retouch it. Use some, mm-hmm. some Photoshop magic and create mm-hmm. some negative space on the right or left-hand side where you can put that position statement so that they see it first thing above the fold, whether on mobile or in the desktop site. And that, that way you can effectively communicate right away how you're distinct from everybody else. I like that. I do enjoy the word delightful that you brought up. So I'd like to find a way to weave that somewhere in the website. And you mentioned some thoughts you had on the galleries too. Well, yeah. And just to go back to that briefly, my, my only concern is in the potential of watering down what your brand represents. So mm-hmm. if you are a brand photographer and your focus is on telling the story of that brand, then when I go to portfolio, I see personal branding and I'm not quite sure what personal branding means. So there might be an opportunity to use a different word or phrase there to clarify what personal branding means. But then product photography, I don't know if that's just you know, product photography for a magazine or for Amazon. I don't know what product photography means. Um, and same okay. kind of thing for interior photography. I don't know exactly what that implies. Same thing for food and drink. I don't know if you're shooting for, um, you know, a food magazine of some kind or if you're actually doing work for that particular brand. So there might be opportunity to potentially even rename the the uh, the navigation there instead of portfolio brand photography and then they click on that and they they come to the port what is what would i guess innately be the portfolio page and then on that page there are three sections that they can click on these you know an image with text laid over it almost like you have i think yeah actually down here further on the on the home page where you have personal branding interiors food and drink products if they click on on the navigation and it takes them to that page and then they can go from there that might make a little bit more sense or at least clarify what it is that you're actually offering. I see. Okay. That's, that's very interesting impression. Thank you for that. I just want to make sure ultimately that, and and really my goal for, for everybody listening to when it comes to establishing a brand position, it's one thing to come up with a really clear statement, but then what we have to make sure that we do, and this holds true for the website, for the interaction with the clients, for the experience that they, that they have with you as the photographer on site working, um, everything ultimately supports the idea of being a brand photographer. And in this case, I get a little bit lost and, and I, I kind of tend to play dumb in these circumstances. So I, obviously sure. as a photographer, I understand what you're trying to accomplish, but I also want to play the part of a potential consumer. If they land on that site, they don't know that all of those types of photography are associated with branding. So I don't have an immediate suggestion at the moment for wording, but I would just suggest figuring out a way to ultimately make sure that they understand all of this falls under the umbrella of brand photography um, a little bit more effectively. Mm, good. That's a, that's an interesting thought. I like that. Okay, cool. Thank you. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And, and again, for the sake of time today, um, we, we won't continue the conversation, but I, I, I'm more than available, um, to continue the conversation on Facebook messenger after the fact, and we can throw some ideas back and forth, sure, but sure. I, I really love what we landed on as a potential, at least a move in the direction of a position statement. Um, I help tell your brand story with strategic photographs and then the, the subtext, the potential subtext underneath that. I think that that'll be a really great move in the right direction. Awesome. I love it. Thank you, Nathan. No, no, no. Thank you. And and <laughs> by the way, for all of our listeners, will you mind, Julie, just one more time sharing where they can follow you online, social media, and your website? Yes. My Instagram and Facebook is J-M-G-I-L-E Photography. 
And my website is Julie M as in Mary, G-I-L-E photography. So www.juliemgilephotography.com. Perfect. And we'll put all this in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. Uh, you all give Julie a follow and, uh, and, and go encourage her. Thank her for coming on the show today. Thank you, Julie, for coming on the show today, being willing to share this conversation with all of our community. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks so much, photographers, for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought of the show by leaving a review of the podcast in the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at bocapodcast.com. We do try to bring this show to you commercial free, so make sure to check out our sponsors, photographersedit.com and milu, M-I-I-L-U.com. Photographers Edit is custom photo editing for the professional photographer, and Milu is the simplest way to create and manage timelines and shot lists for the events you're photographing.